Good afternoon, sticky lunchers. Just making sure my screen is straight. How are we all today? I've actually joined in early just to make sure we're getting people in the room. <clears throat> On a scale of one to 10, one being terrible, 10 being phenomenal. How are we feeling today? Ten straight in there with the tens. Good. Lots of positivity. Just a few more minutes while people are arriving. Colin, good to see you. Just doing a quick check-in. Sensor check how everyone's feeling. One to ten. One at one at the bottom. Ten at the top. Where are you? Yeah, how are you feeling today? Good. I think I'm on the downward curve though of one of the emotional slides of COVID-19 right now. I feel like we're getting to the end of all this. I feel like we're going back to normal. It is challenging. Martin, good to see you. Bonjour, ça va? We are in a little bit early. We've got 30 seconds. We're just waiting for people to arrive. Très bien, monsieur. Merci. Da, da, da. Tudo bem. Now he's going with the Portuguese. Now he's coming at me. Muito bem, camarada. Right. Where are we? One minute past. People still arriving, just waiting for those to get into the room. Darren, good to see you. All right, let's just give it a moment. While we're getting everyone in the room, let's make sure we're all set up for success. Mobile phones, hold them high. Let's get the little aeroplane lit up. My one is good to go already, just checking that. Making sure that you've got a drink available. You want to keep yourself hydrated, keep the brain lubricated, and keep this learning sticking. Okay. And then finally, as always, fresh sheet, fresh thinking. Get yourself a nice clean page in that book, uh, in your notepad, to make sure that you can get those things down that you want to remember and reread so you can reignite that thinking when you go back to it. You want to keep that learning expanding and moving and growing. So these are the three key elements just to set these sessions up to keep that, that learning live. Last mouthful of tea. Gareth, good to see you. Claire, great to see you again. Thanks for being here. Last handful of people. Right, grab my pens. Let's fly with this. So one thing we talked about yesterday, and I said I would share the link with you, which I've got down here, gonna get this now, is about the Pygmalion effect. I hope I spelled that right. We talked about this briefly yesterday. I've just dropped a V. No, I didn't. I just put it in there to everyone else but you, so you can't see it. Come on. All audience. Let's try that. There we go. So I talked about this briefly yesterday, which was the Pygmalion effect. So it's the 
the core idea or the the science behind the statement of what you think of people is how you treat them so that video is there it's about six minutes long not for watching now it's definitely for watching later okay and then I'm going to copy this in just while I'm thinking about it and it's fresh in my thinking if you have not registered for tomorrow's session or any of the other future sessions the link is now in the chat box for you make sure that you are signing up for tomorrow's session immediately because that's going to be part three of this feedback training and these trainings are going to stack up yes they'll help you individually but they're going to stack up in uh, over the four parts in their entirety to support you delivering feedback in a much clearer holistic um, and thoughtful way to support you getting the best results for your people so you've got the link in there for the video for the pygmalion effect and you've also got the link in there for tomorrow's training sessions and the future sessions all right so let's go Welcome to today's Sticky Learning Lunch with me, Nathan Simmons, Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer for MBM, Making Business Matter, the home of Sticky Learning. We are the leadership development and soft skills provider to the grocery and manufacturing industry. And the idea of these sessions is to help you be the best version of you in the work that you do right now from home or preparing you to return back to work as well. This is day two of feedback. So where are we going today? Quick recap on yesterday. So the first thing that we covered on um, day one, we looked at what it is, which is about helping other people to understand what they do to take action. We also looked at the difference between good and bad. And also the fact there is no such thing as good or bad, all feedback is a gift. And it's only based on purely whether it's constructive or destructive, which is all about the delivery. And then the last part, which I just talked about, which was the Pygmalion effect. In short, what you think of people is how you treat them. But also what you think of a situation is what it becomes. So if I think that this conversation is going to be difficult, I'm going to make it difficult. If I think this feedback is going to be negative or bad, I will start to make it negative or bad. Why? because you're judging the thing, the person, the situation. And the moment you judge someone, you cannot influence it. I said this yesterday and I'm saying it again now because it's super important. The moment that you judge someone or something, you cannot influence them or it, okay? Really important we understand this. I hope this is useful. I hope you picked up some gems from yesterday that are gonna help change the dynamic of the conversation that you're already having. Where are we going to today? Day two. Open question to you all. What needs to be included in feedback to make it work? What do you think, as a group attending this session right now, what do you need to include when you're delivering feedback in order to make it work? There's some core bits that definitely need to. Absolutely good. There's one. I'm not going to share these as they're coming through. I want to see what comes through first of all from everyone. Rather than biasing and, and stunting other people's thinking by sharing their ideas too early. What else have we got? I've got one response in. What else needs to be included? Care, honesty, vision. Good. Nice. Good. Seeing that one coming through. Yeah. Good. What else? 
Good. Good, good, good. So good. We've got some key things in here. Let's go into these. We've got facts. Absolutely. So when we're giving feedback, we need to have facts available. It needs to be irrefutable. Um, so, for example, if someone's being late, you know, you, you, if you've got documentation to show when they were being late, then you can have a conversation about that. But if you're saying, oh, you were late three times last month and that person says, well, when? And you say, well, I'm not sure, but I know it was three times. You haven't got enough evidence. You can't have the conversation. We've got care, honesty and vision. Colin's hit the nail, like three nails on the head there. Honesty, we picked up as well. Reminder, the vision. Again, what good looks like, the goal, the outcome. So it needs to be done with care. And we're going to look a little bit at that in, in session four when we look at the feedback. And we're going to give you a framework to structure or a checklist, more like a checklist that you can work with to support when you're giving feedback. Some of the key things that we need to be including is it needs to be specific. So when we look at those facts, we need to be talking about specific events. We need to be talking about specific moments that we can have a conversation about. I've said to many people that I've worked with in organizations, you know, I could stand at the front door at 5.30 or whatever time the shift finishes and everyone could walk out the door, you know, 1,200, 1,400 people, and I could shake everyone's hand, thank you very much for today, thank you very much for today, thank you very much for today. And by the time they've got to the car, they won't even remember who I was or what I'd even said because they'd already checked three different WhatsApp messages and, you know, responded to Twitter because I'm not actually telling them what I saw in them and wasn't specific enough about what I'm celebrating with them. So it has to be specific. Now the idea is that you catch people getting it right as Ken Blanchard, author of the One Minute Managers, suggests in there, phenomenal read, super short, super easy listen, catch them getting it right. Look for reasons to celebrate them getting, you know, getting it right and doing good things so that you can talk about that thing you did there, which was really helpful, which was really useful. Please keep doing that tomorrow. So you've got one less thing almost to remind them about the next day, because after a period of time, you're doing that. It becomes habit. It becomes the norm. If you don't take time to catch them getting it right, you know, what do children do if they don't get enough attention? Open question to everyone. Everyone who's got children, and I know a lot of you have, what do children do when they don't get enough attention? Steamy silence. They play up, go feral, seek it, and be, yeah, absolutely. Has anyone seen that picture of the two small children with a tub of E45 cream and they painted a half inch layer thick of E45 cream, cream over their daddy's precious, you know, 65 inch plasma screen? Yes or no? Has anyone seen that? Now, the reason I bring this analogy to life yeah, is because the moment it goes quiet, you know there's trouble with small children. And as I've said before, most of us, you know, our children kind of caught in the in the bodies of adults and especially in work environments, when you don't get praise or you're getting that support in that environment, things go quiet, things happen. So when we do that, we want to take time to to see people, which is what all people want to be want to receive is they want to be seen and acknowledged for the good things that they're doing so they can be reminded what to do on a daily basis. 
the feedback has got to be specific, okay? This is number one. Number two, it's got to be time bound. It's got to be timely. Because what happens to our feedback if we don't deal with it in the moment? If we don't do something about that situation immediately, what happens to our feedback? What happens to the way that we can deliver that feedback? And that's an open question to all of you. Making sure you're awake, you're with me. Loses its value, good. What happens is, for example, someone comes in late and you think, oh, it's only five minutes. And you don't talk about it on Monday. And then you come in on they come in on Tuesday and they're five minutes late on Tuesday. You're like, oh. Why? Because they got away with it on Monday. And you don't say anything, oh, it's just another five minutes. And then when you get to Wednesday, you know what happens on Wednesday? They turn up another five minutes late and you're still not saying anything. You know, you can start to see the people in your team are starting to get agitated because they keep turning up late. Well, if they turn up late, well, maybe I can do that. And then you still don't say anything on Wednesday. And what happens on Thursday? They turn up late again. And then on Friday, because now you haven't said anything, this, this behavior is starting to build up. You lose the plot. On Friday, you go absolutely crazy, screaming and shouting. This isn't okay. You're not doing it. This is blah, 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 blah. So the person goes, oh, okay, I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize, you know, nothing was said. I'm like, no, it's fine. Okay, look, don't do it again. Okay, great. What happens on Monday? They turn up late again. And then you go, well, look, we just had this conversation on Friday. What's going on here? To talk about being late. Yeah, but you didn't say anything on Monday. So it's only about being late on Friday that I had a problem. Because what's happened is we've allowed it to happen it starts to become a behavior and it starts to become a habit and it starts to become the expectation and the standard very, very quickly. Hope this is making sense with everyone. Hope this is resonating. Because then what happens is the moment that you're, you know, you're not having this conversation with this individual and you're setting that standard, well, I turn up and I'll go, do you know what? Oh, I'm gonna be, I'll be five minutes late. Why? Because Bob's always five minutes late. And then you as the leader have a go at so-and-so and it's their first day for being late, what's their response? Well, it's all right for Bob, he gets four days of being late before you have a word with him and I, only, I don't even get one. How does that, that's not fair. So we're starting, to, um, we're starting to make our standards and our expectations vague so people don't know actually what their parameters are. They don't know what their boundaries are and everybody needs a boundary and an expectation to work in. So it's super important we start making sure that we're specific when we're talking about these things with people so they know what they're working to, good and so-called bad. It's time-bound and we deal with these things immediately. Now there's one caveat for this. When we talk about this, you know, if it's dangerous or urgent, is maybe that something's happening in the business and it's not you're not quite able to, to have that conversation. The fastest thing you can do and the best thing you can do is just say, look, I need to have a conversation with you about this thing. I'm not able to do that right now because of certain business requirements or demands or an urgency. And as a result of that, what we're going to do is we'll talk about this at one o'clock. Is it okay we have a conversation with you or we have a conversation about this at one o'clock? 
That way, the person knows you've seen what's going on, whether it's you know um, a positive or negative thing. They also know that you're going to have a conversation at one o'clock. Why? Because you want to support them, making sure they get it right. Rather than at nine o'clock, they turn up at ten past nine, you don't say anything, and they're like, yeah, I got away with it. Ten past nine, yeah, no one noticed. And then at one o'clock, you turn up and go, woo, surprise. And then the person freaks out because they didn't expect it, and no one actually likes surprises. I hope this is, you know, this is common in every type of business around the world all the time. If we need to give feedback, let the person know we're going to give them feedback and support an environment where you can create that and have that conversation. Hope this is useful. Conscious of time, this is flying. So far, what's been useful from what I've shared about feedback and some of the stuff that's absolutely required? What's been useful so far? Before I fly into the next section. Timely, timeliness, implications for managers, absolutely, get specific, always, always give feedback in a timely manner, good. Even if it feels uncomfortable, and remember, go back to that mindset piece of, you know, there is no such thing as good or bad, it's just the way that we frame it in our head. Always give feedback in a time. yeah. So it also, is, and remember, it's about making sure that we are catching people getting it right. Uh, catch them getting it right. The writing's getting worse as COVID is continuing. Do this, this is gonna help you massively. So for the last part, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna help structure the conversation and I'm gonna give you a framework which we're gonna work on for the next two sessions, okay? How are we gonna do this? He says, the framework that we use, I just need to shut my door, bear with me. family arrived home. Right, the framework that we use for this is called SAID. S-A-I-D. So pens, paper, get this stuff down, this is going to be useful. So how do we do this? The framework we're using, the S in SAID stands for two things. The situation and also the standard. And what that looks like. So, whenever we're giving feedback, we have to work to a standard. Most people know what the majority of standards are. If it's a matter of, you know, the office is open at nine, we're expected to start at nine, that's a standard. Um, dress code, um, behavior with certain customers, now, they, these are standards. Some of them will be written in, in, you know, in contracts, in stone, as it were, and some of them will just be kind of you're aware of. But what is imperative that individuals know what these standards are and what they're working to. And also, if it is a business obligation, that these things are set in contracts and on paper and signed to. Okay. The other part is then the situation. So the thing that we're talking about, what is the situation we're going to be having a conversation? Is it about the lateness? Is it about the choice of language? Is it the choice of behavior? 
um, whatever it is. And we're having that conversation and we're doing that. So we talk about the situation and the standard. And in there, it could well be, well, the reason that you're having that conversation is there is some sort of gap. There is either a, a shortfall or an overshoot of that, you know, and, 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 and an exceeding of expectation, which is why you're giving the feedback. The second part then is the action. So what was it that caused the thing to happen? What was the logic? What was the thinking? What was the, the steps that led up to this? What else don't I want to know? What else uh, occurred that caused this thing to happen? Step number three is impact. So when we talk about this, what we're doing is we're asking questions again of, well, what's the impact of the lateness on the team? So we're asking lots of questions here, beginning with what? Now, what's the impact of the situation? on the team, on the customer, on the um, production line, um, on whatever. And then the last part we want to get to is desired outcome. So these are the four stages of the conversation. The desired outcome is then asking that person we just talked about, and we'll explain this more tomorrow and the day after we go through initial overview of the structure here. Well, based on everything that you've just told me, what would you like to do to help improve this? So we're asking as many questions as we can up here and, and getting the individual then to give us a response back of how they would like to improve the situation. As a starter for 10, does that make sense? Yes or no? Uh, classic end of year review I, oh, we've all had. Remember in February, you did that thing, it was not good. Yes, absolutely. Ain't no one like surprises, but you know, getting to your end of year review and say, by the way, you were late, and the person says, when and they say November 2016 and you're like whatever a you don't remember it because it wasn't time bound and b it's not specific enough and it hasn't got the facts in it you know Fabian discussed it doesn't work the key elements to this before we get into any other pieces is notice the choices of language that I'm using around some of this what was the situation now we're talking about the lateness we're talking about the quality we're talking about the service that is provided at no point am i saying you're late why are you late your work's shoddy whatever no i'm eliminating as much of the you out of it as possible and and diffusing the accusation what i'm doing is i'm creating a third object because the person who's late are they actually the problem yes or no the person who's late are they the problem what do we think 
wait for some of those responses. If that person's late, are they the problem? Steely silence. Everyone's umming and ahhing here. The fact is that no, they're not the problem. The fact is they were late and you have no idea what's caused that lateness to happen. So if you run in there and go, you're late, you're out of order, da, 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 and I've done this, I've learned from this lesson, they are not the problem. So what you need to do is separate the individual and by objectifying the situation, you and I need to have a conversation about the lateness. It's no different to talking about this pen. We take the emotion out of it and it becomes objective rather than subjective. And prime example, I did this colleague of mine kept being late in my team, five minutes, 10 minutes late, having some conversations and then got to Friday, he comes in red eyes, looking tired, he's been up all night, it looks like he's been to the pub or been out, da, 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 da. I go in on him for 20 minutes saying, why are you late? You're out of order, this isn't acceptable. And then about 20 minutes in, he suddenly says, I'm really sorry, Nate, my dog died last night. I now feel like a bad human being because I haven't bothered to start asking questions to find out what the situation or to talk about the situation and to ask questions about what caused the lateness, what's led up to this moment. Regardless of what's happened before, this situation is a new situation. This, this situation is the now. It's not the buildup of what you perceive or what you think of an individual based on certain experiences that then causes or triggers an internal reaction based on you know, the external world not meeting your internal expectation. I hope this makes sense. So we objectify the thing that we want to talk about. We talk about the lateness, the choice of language, the current quality levels. And then we want to ask questions here, well, what's caused this to happen? It's going to click on my screen here and bring up some of these. You know, what was the thinking that caused this? What was the actions that led up to this happening? What was the logic that created this decision? And at no point am I saying, why did you do that? Why didn't you do that? Or why didn't you think of this? No, I'm removing that out and just making it as objective as possible. Because I want to, as Stephen R. Covey says, seek first to understand before making yourself understood. Because if I don't have all the facts, I'm not able to support with additional solutions or ideas or help that person come up with their own in order to take the action that they need to improve, to improve themselves. And then in the impact section is what's the impact of the lateness on the team? I'm overemphasizing that. Obviously, please don't you know, repeat that or do it and deliver it in this way. That would be ridiculous. Just saying, just in case. No, it's lots of the, the, the. So, and we're asking questions to help that person completely raise their awareness and indicate that they understand what's going on so that they can come up with new solutions. Coaching is about supporting individuals to help them raise their own awareness so that they can take responsibilities for the actions that are required in order to progress. This is the feedback model that starts to do that for people. You know, one of the um, movements that was started in MBM is, you know, is, is talk, don't shout. I believe that's right. Talk, you know, it's about making sure that we're actually having a conversation. We're not standing inside production factories screaming at each other because our quality result isn't you know, right. Or actually trying to have a conversation, but we're still screaming at each other. And people think that's how we communicate in the real world. But it's not. 
Conscious of time, crikey, it is 28, 20, yes, 27 according to that clock. What has been useful from what we've covered here before we even get into the juicy stuff tomorrow of delivery, even you know, like foundational delivery and advanced delivery over the next two days? What has been useful from what we've covered today? The said process, the said structure, good. As you're doing that, just so I give you, uh, Max Landsberg, I believe, I remember delivering, I learned aid. So if you look at the Tao of, the Tao of coaching and the Tao of motivation, this model comes out of this. Now, I'm not sure who made said, but then when you look at the SBI feedback model, that talks about the situation. So the comment in the, when they made said, it included the standard. But I think it's really important that we're including both the situation we're talking about and the gap um, to the standard or the, the overshoot on that standard so that then we can ask the questions in here what that action is what the impact is and then help that person start creating a desired outcome um, talking about the and not them absolutely using the to separate the person from the problem and get them to own the desired change in behavior absolutely structure good Structure is vital. As you're going in, what questions have you got for me right now about this? And I want to lead on from that single word that Gareth shared there around structure. Use it for preparation. If you know you're going to have a feedback conversation with someone in the top left hand side, write said and write a question that you wish to ask that person uh, before you go in. So that actually when you get embroiled in the conversation or the dynamic of whatever, and you know these things can be a moving feast and lots of stuff can come up, whether it's um, excuses or justification or whether it's just you know, unrealized um, new stuff about the individual. We wanna keep some of those questions there just to help keep our conversation on track. As we all know, what if it is um, the six Ps? No, whatever it is, poor um, preparation leads to a whatever poor performance. And you can fill in the blanks on that one. Good. I'm glad that this is you know, helping. Glad this is resonating with some of you. This is super useful. It is phenomenally powerful. And I'm going to show you the two ways to deliver it in the next two sessions. In the next two sessions, could you speak also a positive feedback? Today was uh, might be too much on negatives. The positives as much as possible. Absolutely. This is why I talk about catch and getting it right. We can still use this structure, and we'll talk about this when we're delivering it, because actually some people don't necessarily feel comfortable receiving feedback and compliments. Sometimes people don't feel like they want to receive compliments in front of their colleagues, because it makes them feel different or makes them feel like they um, might lose some sort of respect or significance in their relationships. So this is the same framework we can use for that with um, the so-called positive feedback, you know, when we're talking about catching them doing the right things, it's easier to have that conversation. It's also easier, I see for a lot of leaders, is they don't have the conversation because they think they don't have to. Oh, they're doing it right, that's okay, let them get on with it. And like I say, you know, is if you're working in um, maybe food production and you're packing burgers or sausages or doing whatever, and someone's there and they're like, oh yeah, he's doing a good job and he's still there and he's doing his thing. And all of a sudden he says, what, no one's telling me. You know what? I'm going to put these ones in upside down and see what happens. Or I'm going to stick my pen in there just for fun. 
I, I want to see what it looks like when I shrink wrap my or heat shrink my shoe um, in £25,000 worth, you know, £150,000 worth of machinery. It, we all do it because we're human beings. I hope this makes sense. So the positive stuff, catching people getting it right, yes, you can use this structure. It needs to happen more regularly. And even if you took two minutes, five minutes of your day, every single day to celebrate something that one of your team was doing every single day, it would improve morale by a huge percent. It would mean that there were less mistakes because you were reminding them what to do right rather than focusing on the negative. Wherever your focus goes, energy flows. So if you're always looking for mistakes, you'll find more of them. But if you're always looking for why people get it right, they'll get it right more of the time. And as a result, you'll get less mistakes. Not naivety, it's just the way it works. 32 minutes past, we are two minutes over time. Yes, Martin, we're gonna look at that tomorrow. Glad that was useful. Oh, what am I aware of? I'm aware of two things. One, I'm putting the coaching cards. There is a link in there for the coaching cards, so you can go straight to our website and pick up a copy of your cards as well, okay? Also, I'm gonna share in there the link for the virtual classrooms. Who do you know that would benefit being in a full-blown session like this with me to help them improve their results, whether it be through feedback, leadership, coaching skills, communications. Who do you know that would benefit from a training session with me inside your organization at a much deeper level than this? Now, I know you're already seeing people. I know you've already got a face in your head. Okay, there's a link there for virtual classrooms. Sign them, you know, get the business signed up. Get or share the link for these sessions with them so they can join tomorrow's. Get your copy of the coaching cards to help you deliver even stronger results with them. Okay. Hope these sessions are useful. Massive thank you for being here again, as always. I'm looking forward to sharing with you how to deliver this because now we've got the structure. Now you can do the delivery. We'll pick that up tomorrow. Thanks very much, everyone. I look forward to seeing you then. Cheers. Bye.